Traveling the Vortex. We've joined that trans-temporal adventurous Iris Wild time as she travels the vortex and arrive at episode number 352. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. Blah. <laughs> I'm getting Boys, over... blah. You're bringing this the podcast down every I week. Am. Every I'm, time I'm, you come here, you're in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. Or I'm grumpy just... or, or tired or exhausted or sick or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny it. I am. I'm getting over a head cold. Are you feeling better? I am feeling better. Good. A couple of nights of decent sleep helped a lot. We are late this week because of Keith. Not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Only partially. Did you guys do anything fun this week? A bit longer of a week. That means Glenn has a really long list of horror movies. I do have movies. a long list of horror movies. because <laughs> so we're going to save I'm him still, for last. I'm still going. <laughs> Halfway there. I actually knocked a, a handful of them out. Um, wait, wait, hold horror movies in quotation marks um has anybody seen taking lives yeah a long time ago yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it it's this kind of standard blah 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 the thing with angelina jolie and it just it just kind of went on into this thing and i just kind of sat there going he's obviously the killer this is obviously the thing oh this is gonna be one of those so then it got to the end and I got angry. Like, I got really angry. And I thought to myself, I said it. I said it out loud. I said, the only way they can possibly redeem this bonkers ending is if this happened. And then that happened. <laughs> and I got up and went, I'm done. <laughs> just, this, because, not that that made it better, but it was just like where they went with it in that last 15 minutes was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Don't watch that one. Don't recommend it. I can't remember what else I watched, but they were you know, varying degrees of pretty all right. The Covenant was one. That was goofy, but it was fun. <laughs> we snuck out and saw Spider-Man Homecoming, finally. You hadn't seen that yet? No. Well, it came out like the week after Jimmo was born. It came out so. on Blu-ray today. <laughs> yeah. It finally made it to the cheap theater. <laughs> and? Well, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. It was... I was kind of reserving any judgment on it, but not getting my hopes too high. But it really delivered on everything I kind of hoped it would be. Yeah, and Sarah really liked it too. She thought it was a lot of fun. And then we finished Stranger Things, and that show just astounds me. It's just so good. Even on a second viewing, it's just as good the first time. Tell us what you did this week, Glenn. Uh, I trundled on. No, actually not trundled. <laughs> I powered on if, at sometimes. My 31 Days of Horror. So last Monday on the 9th, my ninth film was a possession film, and it's The Haunting in Connecticut, and it's probably one of the best films I've seen on this list so far. It is so oh. creepy and scary. Um, my next one was a slasher, so I did Friday the 13th Part 2. Part of the reason I did that, did that is because I'm trying to do either A, films I haven't seen, or B, films I haven't seen in so long that I, that I can't necessarily remember. And the... Friday the 13th is an odd series for me because I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I've seen all of the Halloweens. I've seen, and I know I have and I can remember them, but I've seen them several times. Friday the 13th was one of those ones that I was excited to do the watch along with Caitlin because there I have holes missing in that. Whether it's I can't remember what happened in the film or I just never saw it because I know there are a few of the Friday the 13th series that I didn't see. And uh, this is one of them that I don't think I've seen. I, I remembered the end of it, but I think I've seen that in clip shows or other other things that they've done. So I remembered the ending of it, but didn't remember the ending until it happened. So it wasn't like it spoiled it for me. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, yeah, this is, you know. So, uh, which, 
yeah, you know, <laughs> it's. It, I thought it was slightly better than the first one, but um, did they get to kill her? <laughs> um, Is Jason really spoilers. dead? Spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, since there's like nine more films, no. <laughs> Uh, the 11th was uh, Psychological Horror, which I did Gerald's Game, which just dropped on uh, Netflix this month. Oh, and, Gerald's Game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's really good, really good. Um, then for the 12th, for a vampire film, I found a film on uh, Hoopla called Metamorphosis that I had never seen from 2007, starring Christopher Lambert. And I thought, oh, oh all right, oh. I might enjoy this. Probably no, not. <laughs> no, 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 not even Christopher Lambert could could save that film. It was horrible, so bad. Uh, uh, however, the acting was moderately decent. There's a couple of parts, including Christopher Lambert, who acted like they couldn't act their way out of a bag. And I know his his acting is, is the weakest part of the Highlander, but the storytelling so good. That you don't notice it, it. Yeah. but then when you put him in a bad film, you really do notice the, the poor acting. Uh, for the 13th, oddly enough, the 13th falls on a Friday this year, and I couldn't do a Friday the 13th film because that would have been a Stephen King film, which I have never seen the movie Christine. So I thought, okay, it's time. Because cool. I've seen probably most of the Stephen King, King films, so that one was going to be really tough, and then it, I remembered that I hadn't seen Christine. Although I think I've caught a piece of it on TV because I, there was, again, the, maybe I saw it in a clip show too. Again, there was a big chunk in the middle that I was. Oh yeah, I've totally seen this part, but none of the rest of them mm. I had. So, um, it's a good movie. It's it's an okay '80s you know horror film. Then for the 14th, for a cult and witchcraft, I did Black Sunday, which I think is also called The Mask of Satan in the U.S. I think so that's this is not the one the with US. the blimp in the Super Bowl. That is not the one with the blimp in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. no. uh, this is because you uh, missed the target. If that was the one you watched, <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, it came out in 1960. It's a black and white film, and I think it's Italian. And so the version that I saw was dubbed, which is fine with me. Um, and it's good. It's it's quite an enjoyable film. It's really uh, it, it's it's got these really stark black and white quality, kind of almost a noir look, but but really stark black and white coloring which i really really appreciated and then on uh <laughs> on the 15th was uh the category's phobia and i just couldn't think i mean i can't, I can't bring myself to watch, even though i'm better with spiders now i couldn't bring <laughs> myself to watch arachnophobia just knowing that i could i wasn't going to deal with that or a legged freak or anything like that, that. yeah so i went in search and found a film from 2013 called phobia and i was like okay this will do was Christoph Lambert in it? No, no. <laughs> However, would, would he have improved the movie? <laughs> he would have improved this film because I was, I was longing to go back and watch Metamorphosis after I watched this stinker. This was Ooh. bad. This was very amateur quality, and I have the utmost respect for amateur films and filmmakers. You've got to start somewhere, but this I don't think was meant to be an amateur film. <laughs> But the acting is was was, was so it from Asylum? Bad! Oh my gosh! Uh, no, I don't remember what the company was that did it. Wasn't Asylum? Though. Oh my gosh, this is bad. Um, it had an interesting premise, but it goes way off the rails about two thirds of the way through. So uh, I don't even recommend that one. And then <laughs> to top off terrible films, last night was uh, a trauma film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know that's going to be bad going in. I did, and so well, you really didn't plan that. I out went well, with I went with horror. Re- well, here's the thing: when you watch something like Metamorphosis and you watch something like Phobia, and they take themselves seriously, ended up being a bad film. 
when you watch a film that doesn't take itself seriously, it's much more palatable. Because I think if I had just like stumbled across Terra Firma, I definitely would have gone, oh, no way. And probably would have watched all the way through. But I ended up watching it all the way through. I won't recommend that to anybody because I don't think you can really recommend trauma films unless you have a specific person that you know would appreciate a trauma film. Myself 10 years ago probably would have. <laughs> yeah. now, I don't know if I would. No, so this one. And, you know, of course, there's lots of sex and violence in it. It's super graphic. Of course, you know, they always do oh, the, Well, now it's on the list. It's okay. super <laughs> gore. It's super, super gore. But it's, it's so fake gore that it's yeah. just you look at it and you go... I can't even be grossed out. Actually, you laugh the gore, at the gore, the gore didn't, so didn't bother me. It's the body excrements that always bothered me when I watched that that film. And I was like, okay, I can turn away from that. I can sit there and watch the head being crushed by the car. But anytime anybody vomited, I had to... And there's a lot of vomiting in it. <laughs> a lot of vomiting in it. So you are halfway. Halfway. What is, what is tomorrow's? To, well, today, or I haven't watched today's. today's. Uh, today's is a Blood in the Title, and I'll do Blood of Dracula from 1957, okay. which I've never seen. I was kind of surprised. It's not a it's not a universal film. Oh, okay. a, yeah. Is it a hammer? It's not a hammer either, yeah. It would have been before Hammer, wouldn't it? No, Hammer was doing films in the 50s. It was movie. before any of the Dracula films, okay. yes. yes. There's a movie called Blood of Dracula that's not universal or Hammer? No, no. Wow. There's Blood of Dracula. Well, there, I, oh, I kind of thought about doing uh, for... My vampire film. I kind of thought about doing Dracula versus Frankenstein because there's it's an Italian film, mm-hmm. uh, but I remembered the plot of that one because I saw that years and years and years ago on a late night run when I was probably in high school or college. But I remember most of the movie, which makes me wonder if I've seen it again since then. Mm-hmm. So I I blocked that one out. Went nope, I'm not going to do that one because like I say, I have to either not remember anything or very little about the film or not have seen it at all. And for the most part, I've done films I haven't seen at all. That's awesome. Yep. So I got a whole mess. I'll put this out there now because uh, by the time we get to the next recording, we'll be we won't quite be there yet, but I will be close. Actually, no, we will probably be right there. So I'm gonna put that out there this week. On the 24th is recommended by a friend. So I want your guys's input. I want listener input. If you can put it feedback, or if you can go to my Facebook page or tweet me at, at Vortex uh, Glenn. On Twitter, uh, I want recommendations. Uh, I'm ha- I, there's a potential I could get a lot of recommendations. So what I'm going to do is try to find. First of all, it has to be a film I haven't seen. Which just throw them out there, and I'll let you know. Yeah. That'll weed them down a little bit. Also, if I get a hit on like two of the same, I might go ahead and just do that because that kind of ends up being a vote winner type thing. Yeah. Uh, or if I just the, the title strikes me, I might go okay, I'll do that one. And it also will come down to availability because. I've only rented two of these films so far this entire month. Everything else has been available either streaming on services that I have or available through the library or available through Hoopla. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, that is really so awesome. I haven't paid hardly anything at all. That's it. That's all I did. I haven't caught up on any of my shows, so I don't know where, <laughs> don't know where I'm at on those. Let's move on to some news. Our first bit of news is the BBC announced, BBC Worldwide released a teaser for their animated version of Shada. So we got a little taste of what the animation is going to be like, and it will. Was it even a taste? I mean, we barely put our tongue on that. <laughs> uh, sam- no, not a sampling. Then I don't know what would you call it. I don't know. <laughs> it was like an ice cream scoop that give you the. It was the the, the taste spoon. It was the, the little tiny spoon. The little tiny spoon. Except for you only got to try one flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't honestly tell you, having seen pieces of the Ian Levine 
animated one. I honestly couldn't tell you based on this if it's going to look any better than that one or not. It just it, They appear to have been drawn pictures that were moving. That's about the extent of what I can tell you about the animation in this. So it I'm sure close. it'll look great. It looked but, pretty close to the colorized version of like other who we've gotten animated. Yeah, no, I'm sure it'll look great. I mean, it's it just, not quite as high of quality, I think, as Power of the Daleks, at least as far as the backgrounds and everything, but at least as good as... Uh, the invasion, I think, from what I can tell. I don't know the invasion's a high bar. Well, okay, maybe not that good, but it's not the uncanny valley of uh, Reign of Terror. I don't think anything will ever be the uncanny valley of Reign of Terror. <laughs> uh, but we did get some more details that it will be available as a digital download Friday the 24th of November, and at least in the UK on DVD and Blu-ray Monday the 4th of December. Okay, so the digital date, is that a worldwide that US I'm not, that I'm not date, sure. Or is that it just a it British doesn't date? specify. Okay, it's probably just a British date then, because it seems like we're always behind. But it is going to be we released on Steelbook. We weren't for um, we were for Power, but we weren't for uh, Web of Fear and. Um, oh, that's true. Those were yeah. those were day day, weren't they? Yep. And because and what makes me think that we'll <coughs> get it that day digitally is because it's dropping on the anniversary or near the anniversary, so. There's also going to be a special screening at the BFI South Bank London. So they do that always too. That yeah, that's about as frequent as a Fathom events. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's a list of uh, bonus features available also, so you can go check all that out. No, you can't. Well, you can check out the list of bonus features. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Is this? Um, did you see the Steelbook, Sean? I did see the Steelbook, and I'm I'm tempted. Did you see the steelbook for Series 10? No. That is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Is it? Yeah. It's even tempting me. Um, me I still haven't bought... Uh, there's a steelbook through Zavi for uh, Spearhead. And it's like, ooh. No, because then it would look weird because it would be that one that's out of place. That's but, right. You've already got one out of place well, but right then now. Zavi's oh, like, I did temp print you off a different sleeve, though, for oh, Power. Awesome. So. What was the other one? Oh, Power had a steelbook, too. The Power steelbooks were really cool. Yeah, it's sharp. But this is the the series ten steelbooks in line with all the other steelbooks they've been doing for the new series. The same art style, mm-hmm. so at least it'd be consistent if you got the steelbooks for all of them. Yeah, and it's that comic book. Um, well, it, what I think of is the it might be that same. Well, artist. it looks like it the is, artist think, that yeah. did the first books for each of the doctors. That one yeah. variant cover yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not comic art, but the the when right. I think the, the comic book cover, the cover art, art that yeah. came out on the releases. the launch cover art, the really cool, pretty ones, the painted yeah. ones. So, in other news, I'll go back to Shada. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, so, do we know is this going to be a reissue of the existing Shada set, now including an animated version, or is this a completely different DVD release? That's just I believe it's a completely different DVD. Olave. Okay, I don't know if some of the bonus features might be the same. But I don't think you're going to have the... It's not going to have 30 Years in the TARDIS. That's not going to be there. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Um, I don't think it's going to have the... I haven't seen anywhere that says it's going to have the VHS re- version of it. that Because that's what the last version was, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And then I don't think it's going to have anywhere where a link to the Flash animation either. Because that's not actually on the disc. That's like a CD-ROM thing. I just want... I just want the ultimate Shada. I just want one. Which is odd because this is being billed as the ultimate Shada. It's the ultimate edition. I want one ten disc box set that has all of Shada. Why is this so difficult? But we'll just change out the case and put 
all the other di- so it's a multi-disc set and there you go I'll have to have just Glenn combine pr- the two I'll have to have Glenn print me a cover uh, other news there's uh, some rumors about series 11 that some are kind of well duh others are hmm I wonder so this is according to the mirror so take it that at what it's worth fake news <laughs> I thought we had a a contractor, a, 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 a pact that we were never going to report on anything the mirror said ever. Don't I, I, think, I think there's some uh, substance to some of this. Though. Okay, go ahead. That's what we said last time, and then it, fell, it failed to be right, and we went, no, we're never doing it again. <laughs> well, we're, you know. Duped again. We're, we're reaching for some uh, new I think as, as, stuff as, to talk well, about. Well, we're in the age of... of uh, Trump, so we report on fake news now. <laughs> this, ju- this just in from the mirror, Omni rumor proven true. <laughs> <laughs> Woody <laughs> Allen playing Einstein, I remember that one, that was from the mirror. <laughs> if you're going to swing, swing for the fences. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the rumor is that Series 11 will run for 10 weeks rather than the usual 12. And have full hour episodes instead of 45 minute episodes. I can see that happening considering Chibnall has been doing eight episode seasons of Broadchurch. It doesn't seem too much of a stretch for him. I'm going to put that rumor in the plausible category. Oh, and how about some rumors that are pretty much going to be in the definite category? Uh, new TARDIS console, new Sonic, and a new <laughs> TARDIS shell. This Still a police the box. New, the but new Chartist shell surprises me. Well, it doesn't because since me Eccleston, the the exterior's been the same with the exception of the Saint John logo and the slightly darker well, color. Uh, and that's what. But when I, you say different shell, that's that's that, what they mean. That sounds like like no. they're going to make some like that's aesthetic changes to it, <laughs> not repaint. I think technically I think they, they're going to make it. They're going to just tweak it. They're, they're going to do what they've always done with the TARDIS when there's been a new Doctor or whenever they make changes to the TARDIS is it's going to be the same. They're just well, going to tra- be minor. didn't change between Eccleston and uh, Tennant. There was a big change. Others not as big of a change. So, I mean, it could be a, they're going to remove that St. John sticker. And that could be the change. <laughs> oh, I, I, think it, I, think, I think it did change. That's between, a dumb thing to report on. <laughs> but between Tennant and uh, Smith, though. I don't it, think it was just the St. John it, sticker because I think the windows it got, were different. It got bigger. And, and it got it, a little it taller. It did change between Tennant and Smith. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But not St. just John's the sticker. sticker well, the, the, the TARDIS grew the a little bit. The dimensions of it, yeah. yeah. It grew a bit. Well, maybe they're going to go back to the... Uh, the in, in, in a, slightly smaller. In a, in a true reverence to, uh, to, to old school Who fans, we're going to go slightly smaller and fill it with concrete. Like they, because apparently the old one had a concrete base. So anytime they went on location, <laughs> they had to have a forklift move the thing in and put it down. And it's like, really? I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll stick with fiberglass. But did you know it's fiberglass? I think I did. There's a peek behind the curtain for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fiberglass. I think most people knew that. But all the other things are kind of like. You didn't know that. I did. I knew it was fiberglass. Really? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't really care what it's made of as does long that, as it looks good. As that, long as it looks like it's made of wood. I mean. Does that make the TARDIS the Corvette? Well, the TARDIS of, uh, isn't made of wood, though, so <laughs> it doesn't really have to make. But, but it weren't police boxes? Police boxes were, yeah. So. Well, some of them were concrete. All of them had, some of them had concrete in the bottom. <laughs> Actually, I think, they, I think that they were concrete reinforced, too, so that people couldn't break out of them. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. But, I mean, the whole thing wasn't made of concrete. But right. They were, no, but I mean, there was, there was like rebar and stuff in there. To, otherwise, you could just... 
rock really hard and get loose. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a very effective police box. Well, why do you think they stopped it. using them? They used them for like 11 years. <laughs> because, because the British are a polite people and they went, oh, we're not using these. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put those uh, those rumors in the, uh, the um, confirmed. I think these are ones that the mirror didn't have to go <laughs> for a far a stretch out of. You can't put them in a confirmed. Not yet. It's a confirmed rumor. Highly likely. Highly likely. I'll give you that. They didn't have to reach for those rumors. Once we start putting mirror... It was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> it was low-hanging fruit. Once we fruit. start putting mirror articles in the confirmed category, <laughs> then we've given them some sort of credibility, and we're not doing that. Oh, that's true. We don't want to do that. Yeah. But what if... What about when they get it right? What if they're right? Well, they got Matt Smith right. We credit him for that, but that was a lot. they got Jenna ago. Coleman right, too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, it was Coleman. Yeah, it was Jenna Coleman. I don't know. I'd have to take your role on the Matt Smith thing. I wasn't around Yeah, then. I think it was Coleman is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> you weren't, were you? No. Matt was already a thing. God. For a whole year. Christmas specials yeah. when he started. Yeah, the first Christmas special. Matt's first Christmas special. Such a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, does that seem weird? <laughs> We've been celebrating the new Who for how long? Ten years, ten eleven years, years now. Ten years plus, uh, ten seasons, yeah. Ten twelve, years. twelve, maybe now. twelve years. Ten years plus, and yet you've only been around for half, that. half of that. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> In other news, uh, the folks over at Candy Jar announced that. The fifth series of Lethbridge Stewart novels will be released in limited editions, exclusive available exclusively via their website. The first book is now available for for pre-order, the new unusual, and each one will have a limited four hundred copies. Ooh! So get it while you can. Was anybody concerned that it's limited edition? Well, I'm assuming there'll be a standard edition. Later. So you'll think there'll be a, a standard edition that'll release Maybe. Street Or Day. at least a PDF version. So they'll still be available. Even wow, they'll be available to us no matter what. Well, I mean, <laughs> we get review copies. Yes. But, but they, uh, they have been releasing them all on Kindle. Oh, that's true, yeah. So I, I, they'll be available, I think. They might maybe just phasing out the print version. Print version, I don't know. Print is dead. No. I, I, I would <laughs> it's assume. A, it's a much more economical. I would thing assume to with do. four series out there already that eventually they would have a. A standard edition that they'll put out. So, yeah. what if it was a steel book? <laughs> <laughs> I better not say that too loud. Andy, Andy might get me on that one. So, if you're uh, if you're keeping up with the series and you want to get your copy, make sure you get to Candy Jar and get that pre-ordered. I think I saw you can pre-order uh, pre-order a bundle as well. I believe, so. and then you get them as they come out. So, get them sent to you as they come out. Right. We gotta finish up this series. <laughs> We're getting there. We're it's, getting there. It, it is on the schedule. <laughs> we are getting there. And our last bit of news is a bit of bittersweet. Uh, this weekend is Time Eddie, and they have announced that it will be its last year, going out as a trilogy. I'm gonna put that in busted. Hmm? That myth is busted. <laughs> myth is busted. Yeah, it's a rumor. It's gonna go in the busted category. I'm not even going to put. Is it the in, mirror reporting that the? No, uh, I'm just going to. I'm not even going to say. It's, Lisa I'm, it's, and Kieran are reporting. It's this, fake John. news. They're not going to take time Eddie away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
Well, hopefully you all have your. So tickets, you're putting this. Not, you're... you're putting this over in the category with the Omni rumor. Huh? Yeah, I got it. No, right. <laughs> no. In, in all seriousness, that's the wrong side of the board. In all seriousness, the organizers, uh, 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 Lisa and Karen, have uh, announced that this will be their last year doing Time Eddie. So that being said, it's a big one this year. Make sure you get your tickets and get out there if you're in the Wichita area or if you're nearby. You know, within driving distance, or even if you're not within driving not distance, it is a terrific convention. We always have a lot of fun. We've been there. We're veterans now. <laughs> We've been there for, for both the previous years, which this will be the third year that we'll go. And, Time and we've the been trilogy. there. We've been there since the beginning. And so um, be sure to get your tickets and go. Go, go, yes. go, go. Yes. Time's running out. Maybe this this episode probably go up by the time we roll into town. But <laughs> <laughs> And you can see us. Yeah. So that that's that's more than enough reason for you to they go. They can see us at Time Any? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. We do you have your ticket yet? <laughs> <laughs> or your hotel room? <laughs> I have my hotel room. I don't know if I have my ticket yet. No, I have my ticket. That's it for news. All those rumors you want to report on his news, huh? Okay. Hey, there was only like two rumors. <laughs> what was the other rumor? Well there was it was it was one news item, and they were all rumors. Our entire news this week was rumors. No, one news. You're item. not allowed to pick the news <laughs> items anymore, hey, Keith. I got out of news, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> That's why, because good journalists are gotten out of news, and they can't <laughs> identify the real thing from the fake. I work for the government now. Ah, <laughs> so you, you see, you're you're advocating for the fake news now. <laughs> okay, since you brought it up, you ha- you have to cut this out, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not now. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a pro- I use Adobe at work um, for my editing suite. Adobe does everything. And they showed us a thing now that is going to be part of Creative Cloud. And it's called Voco, Covo. Um, but it's going to be released with uh, Adobe Cloud either later this year or first quarter next. And so the guy comes out and he says, so, you know, he, we've got the audio clip there. And then he pushes a button and it goes, and it puts the waveform of the audio up and then prints it in text in a hit the microphone prints the text of that audio clip below and then he went and deleted a word on the text part and it clipped it from the audio Hmm. and then he started rearranging words and the audio rearranged it and then he typed in new words and the guy said it Wow. Now, the editor in me is like, oh, this is the coolest, greatest thing ever. The news person in me is like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> now I can make it. And apparently, all you need is like, you know, a long enough clip of somebody talking. Like, if you have 20 minutes of it, you can make them say whatever you wanted. Because you wow. just type in a new script and it goes, okay. Apparently, there's an added feature that, let's say that the inflection just wasn't quite right. You can record your voice saying it. I meant to say it this way, and then it'll go back into the pool of that twenty minutes of dialogue that you have, and it'll say the new dialogue, the whatever you, whatever you want it to, in the inflection you give it. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I just, like I said, the editor to me is really excited because it means it'll make my job so much easier because I don't have to rely on the talent to come and green screen anything anymore. 
I'll just get 20 minutes of them doing their stuff, and then I'll type a new script, and it'll chew it out, and you know, it'll be done. I don't even have to rewind. <laughs> they don't even have to show up to work anymore. <laughs> I can just do everything without them. It'll be great. I love not dealing with people. But the other half of it is like, yee, yeah, <laughs> I don't know scary. about this. Yeah, I'd read about that online. Oh, man. Sorry. I just... <laughs> You want to talk fake news? <laughs> Between that and the fake Twitter accounts, I don't know how you're going to keep up with it all. It's just... <laughs> so, should we move on to feedback? Let's. First up in feedback is Chris. Chris writes, getting together. Hi, guys. It was great getting to see you all at TopCon again this year. Unfortunately, I have to agree, though, that this year's event was definitely somewhat of a letdown in regard to the new venue, particularly for its lack of a separate room for the panels. On a positive note, the parking situation was certainly much better this year, but sadly that was about the only thing that was better. Overall, I think the Ramada was by far a much more comfortable and inviting place to host this event. Anyway, despite my general disappointment with this year's TopCon, it was still really nice to get to see and visit with some of the people, including yourselves, that I've had the pleasure of getting to know through this event over the past few years. Which brings me to my next topic. (laughs) Since you guys kind of brought this up last week, I thought I should probably respond. (laughs) I think what you meant to write there, Chris, was since we threw you under the bus last week. (laughs) Yeah, I still think it would be awesome to do some kind of get-together for those of us who live here in the Topeka area. As someone who doesn't have a whole lot of friends who are into the nerdier kinds of things that I enjoy, like Doctor Who and other science fiction, it would be great to have the chance to meet and visit with other local people who are. I can't tell how many times over the past few years that I've been listening to your podcast where I wished I could have jumped into the middle of the conversation and been a part of it. So I think it would be an absolute blast to get a group of us together where we could all sit down and have a roundtable discussion in much the same way that you guys do on your show. As to the practical issues of how to organize such a get-together, I think probably the first step should be to ask for a virtual show of hands to see how many people would be potentially interested in participating. So I'll say if you're listening, live in the Topeka area, and would be interested in doing something like this, send the guys a feedback and let them know. Also, it would be helpful if you'd let them know which days and or times would work best for you. If there's enough interest, I'd certainly be more than happy to help get something organized. Just let me know. Okay, guess that's all for now. Talk to you guys again soon. Your number one fan in Auburn, Kansas. Chris. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Chris, And it was good to see you, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Um, a great idea to get a show of hands. Up next in feedback, Rachel. Rachel writes, greetings and salutations. Hello, Vortex gang. I just wanted to uh, just wanted to drop a line and say hello. I'm listening. I'm still listening regularly. I've just been very busy, so very busy. You've been exceptionally busy, Rachel. Yes, she has. Anyways, I wanted to say that I'm disappointed to hear that Time Eddie will be no more after this year's convention. It is one that I've had my eye, had on my list since year one and was hoping to attend eventually. But apparently that won't be possible anymore. Frowny face. I understand where the con organizers are coming from, at least a bit. Running a convention of any size is a lot of work and takes a big commitment of, to those involved. Hopefully someone else will step up to the plate and be able to put together a Doctor Who-centric con for us Midwesterners. In happier news, I bear greetings from Caitlin Blackwood. She was a special guest at Who North America today, and I got to chat with her both on the mic and off. At dinner, we got to talking about other events and conventions she's been 
to where around the U.S. she's been. And she told you how awful we treated her both times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she mentioned Kansas City, and I brought up her appearance at Planet Comic Con, where Karen crashed her panel. I told her that the moderators for her panel were friends of mine, and she remembered you. Yay! So I told her that I would pass along her hello. Yay. She thought it was pretty cool that our podcasts are brother-sister. <laughs> P.S. My interview with Caitlin will be on this week's Five-ish Fangirls. So stay tuned to the feeds. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. <laughs> That's all I have for now. Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Be Thanks, sure to Rachel. go over there and listen to that interview this week on the Five-ish Fangirls. Which I think it's already out. So It is. Yeah, it dropped uh, today, I think. No, yesterday, I think. No, today, I think. Anyway, it's out. <laughs> By the time you hear this, it's out. Yes. She she says that um, she remembered you. She didn't say fondly. It's true. <laughs> she didn't say she had a pleasant experience. She just said she remembered you. That's kind of ominous. Now she probably remember remembers you. us because we've interviewed her twice now. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Three times. Well, well like, you and twice, I. Three twice times. in the same setting. I mean, two conventions. Yeah. <laughs> When you remember an event like that, you just remember that as one time. You don't yeah. think about it as, I Th- talked to them. Three, Glenn. Yeah. Three. <laughs> cool. Well, now should we move on to our reviews? Let's. You have synopses? I do. Okay. I'm going in release order for the reference. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's also in doctor order, so, you know. Okay, then you're right. That's the order we listen to them, then. Yeah, that's, okay. why, that's why I hesitated, because I was like, okay. <laughs> Excellus Dons. That terrible old reprobates and transdimensional adventurous Iris Wild Time has gone and locked herself up, herself up in a nunnery on the savage world of Arteris. Here she is discovered by the doctor, and the reasonably brutal... Warlord Graveorn. Together with a peculiar nun they pick up in roots, they must travel the forests and swamps of this ghastly world in Iris's double-decker bus in order to tussle to the death with a horde of flesh-eating zombies for a mysterious and holy relic of unfathomable, unfathomable value and questionable pedigree. But what is the Mother Superior's part in all of this? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure what the Mother Superior's part is? I'm not sure I am either because we don't know because we haven't heard the whole series. Yeah. Else, else. Oh, you're not what you're talking I just, about. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this. also why you're not sure how you feel I'm about not, it. I'm is not that sure what you mean? It. You don't know how yeah, you feel about it? I don't know how I feel about it. The, the characters get a huge bump, bump, bump. This was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, it was. The plot just kind of left me... That, that that synopsis really kind of drums it up far more than it's worth because I don't recall the zombies actually eating any flesh, so or, or just implied or kind of being zombies for that matter. Well, they they, they referred to them frequently as undead. Yeah, that makes them zombies. <laughs> but this is Doctor Who. I want a little more <laughs> substance than oh, okay. Um, in 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 many ways. Uh, once again, I feel Keith. I've done you a disservice, <laughs> and myself for that matter. I, I am. I'm only up until this weekend was only peripherally familiar with Iris Wildtime. I knew it was a thing. That was the you know. I knew she was a character. I knew that she had adventures with the Doctor, and apparently, 
very similar adventures with the Doctor. And I knew she was from the books. That was pretty much it. It wasn't even until we scheduled these purposely that I found out that it was um, Katie Manning playing Iris. And since we're going to go see Katie Manning this weekend, I was like, man, we should probably ask her some Iris Wild Time questions. We've got to get that on the schedule. All of that was quite enjoyable. But the, the uh, unlike the previous stuff that Big Finish has done that has been lifted or borrowed, or in the case of Benny, Benny very much felt like we kind of got dropped in the middle of her story. But that was okay because this didn't necessarily have anything to do with that. Pretty much everything that happened with Iris, I kind of felt like, I feel like I'm missing a huge chunk of backstory with her. Well, if anything, and that's just because it's any backstory for the novels, because this is her first audio appearance. This is her first audio appearance, To to, to be fair, the thing with Iris you have to understand is Iris is an anomaly within the Doctor Who world. Even in prose, she's not necessarily a linear character. She's not even necessarily the same incarnation that we get with... um, uh, Katie Manning's version of her. Um, there's been many attempts to put down a comprehensive timeline, but there's a lot of issues because they also recognize that a lot of them contradict with each other. Um, it's been postulated that that Iris is a time lady, but maybe she's not. That she's actually an amalgamation that was created based on the um, oh, no, I can't remember faction paradox on Gallifrey. That she was sort of created by a paradoxal event. And when I say faction paradox, there's actually a, a, a house called Paradox, the House of Paradox, I think it is, on Gallifrey. I don't know that much about it other than the research I've done about it. But anyway, um, Isn't that where a big they were... finish line too? I think eventually they, they do some of the, the uh, uh, faction paradox stuff, but okay. it was actually a book series first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there, the, the, the problem with Iris is you can't go into Iris and go, there is a linear story here and that any backstory is anything because... This version is solely created by Katie Manning as this type of version because she's been what's described as a Barbarella slash Jane Fonda <laughs> Irish uh, Wild Time, which is another incarnation of her. Um, but nobody's ever seen her act, like actually uh, transform or reincarnate into the, the next thing. So we're, we're okay going into this with Katie's version because, again, there's, there's such this weird dichotomy of you can't really pinpoint... <laughs> Who this woman is, or what? Because a lot of the prose talks about how she's had nearly similar adventures to the Doctor, and that she might even be from an alternate universe, and she's a version of the Doctor in that universe. Because there's a lot of things that she tends to remember that are exactly the same thing as the Doctor went through. Um, she has run into the Doctor several times. She traveled with the Eighth Doctor. Well, she she met and hang out with the Eighth Doctor in, in the Eighth Doctor adventures. Uh, there's been a lot of short stories surrounding Iris. Um, there was actually a, a version of Irish that was a lesbian novelist on Earth, I believe it was. Uh, so we're okay. You don't have to feel bad about jumping in here oh, because no, even if you jumped in at the beginning, you would ha- you would get a version of Iris that would be unrecognizable to you later. <laughs> Unlike the Doctor, who still continues to retain certain qualities and memories and and some sort of continuity, with the exception of if you know you, it's like throwing in, uh, it's like trying to throw in uh, the stage Doctor and the movie Doctor. The, the Peter Cushing doctor and maybe even Shaw, well, Shaw could, uh, comic relief doctor uh, Rowan Atkins doctor and try to throw those into the mix and try to make that continuity work those are you can't really do that and so that's Iris is, is an amalgamation of that style of of history and back lore so you don't feel bad about throwing into Katie Manning because you could jump into Katie Manning's version of Iris and 
she'll allude back to things that I think are nuggets for readers that have joined Iris on other adventures in other incarnations, but it doesn't it doesn't make it, it, there's no absolutely no confusion whatsoever because they'll be just as confused by something later that Katie would do that they didn't get. Well, she's maybe is she is she alluding to this event or is this something we haven't seen that's off page or off screen so or right. off, off audio. So you can you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Well, that part. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a caveat. What, what should I feel bad about? Uh, you know all the watcher stuff when he's talking about. Ah, but you knew that. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's still just and, another jab at you of, haven't got to that yet, haven't got to that yet. It's not trucking, but it's pretty close. If, if it makes you feel any better, 98% of that was made up for the story. All right, so now, so, I've just witnessed something. I'm the one that's always getting after you for doing this to him, and now he's doing it, which means it's time to put them on the schedule. Next year. <laughs> I heard him talking about the Watcher and what the Watcher was, and I just started laughing. Because even though I knew what it was, it was just like, oh, there's another instance there's another of reference. <laughs> I'm going to know absolutely everything from that trilogy by the time I get oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll just go, oh, okay. I I'm knew, just, that, I knew I'm just, that happened. I knew I'm that was building you up for it by letting you know how seminal a moment it is in Doctor Who It history. won't be now, though, is the problem. <laughs> it, it, he yes. has completely deflated the moment by trying to set it up as a seminal moment, but... Anyway, we we can the, the moment has been prepared. We for. can argue about that another day. <laughs> That's totally the name of that episode. The moment was prepared for. Ad nauseum. <laughs> um, <coughs> no, I just um, I don't mind being chucked in the deep end and expected to swim. Uh, that that doesn't bother me. But for some reason, I feel like I wanted a little more structured iris i went into it knowing that she was going to be just off the rails bonkers i knew that i wasn't prepared for katie manning's performance or delivery or you accent almost can't tell it's katie Manning. you really can't i really had to listen and went okay yeah she's in there why are you going to do it that <laughs> are you going to do it that way through the whole thing that was honestly my first thought Again, not that she's bad. She's not. She's a hoot. She's a lot of fun to listen to. But I really like the fact that she sounds so different from Katie Manning. Oh, Katie Manning's the best thing about oh, yeah. this, no, no. about this story. Well, she she is phenomenal. Grave, I I I loved the way she wasn't recognizable as Gravehorn either. I knew that was where he was. Yeah, the problem with Anthony Stewart Head is, yeah, he pulled off a completely different character than I've ever heard him do before, but the character is so one dimensional well, that I didn't that, care a, for the that's, character. That's a writing issue. Well, I'm not but but then his performance doesn't carry it for me because the the character is so one dimensional that there's nothing you could he could have done other than make it so different than anything he's done before. Which I applaud him for that. Which but I I, I didn't like the character. I was like eh, this character. I useless. can't speak for the writing, this but I think the performance useless. is done in such a way because spoilers. Grayborn carries through the series. Yeah, I think to show his well, growth. That's not a spoiler. Change. He's on the cover of practically every one. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> When you, get, when you get an actor like when you get either. an actor like Anthony Stewart Head, you put you put him on a cover yeah, of every one yeah. of your CDs. So but I, I think it's to show his growth more than anything as a character throughout the series. So I, I, I well, we'll what, see. But right now, of it he's very one note. He is yeah. very very he's, one. He's note. very one note. But I got to I got to side with Keith. I think the performances across the board were great. It's just I. Uh, didn't necessarily care about the goings on. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think Katie Manning was fantastic, and I absolutely love her portrayal of Iris. I think that, that, that I could listen to her do Iris Wild Time from here to the end of dawn. It was it, well, I did, um, but 
it, but I know she is wonderful. She's the best thing about this. Her performance is great. I think the writing of the character is great. I have to ask her next or this weekend how much of it she put into that character or how much of it was actually in the script that she just drew out from the character. Her chemistry because with the fifth doctor It just was amazing. Fantastic. I loved her. I love Iris. I can listen to Iris forever now. I, in fact, I want to, I want a whole another full Iris Wild Time series with more companions and more. The Doctor doesn't even have to be there. I want you know, Iris. You know there time. is. A little, <laughs> little bit. That's the problem. Is I want a big old long main range series. I think there's only about a dozen audios right oh. now. And I just don't think it's a dozen. It's like a half a dozen. I think there's six audios. I it was now. longer than that. I don't think so. Maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to M debut it. <laughs> <laughs> better, better off Tardis Wiki in it. You're going to Wiki it. I am. Uh, yeah, now there's, looks like from this timeline, which I have the timeline, the attempted timeline pulled up there, there's about eight audios that she's oh. done. So when is that going to be an infographic, Glenn? <laughs> I could do Katie. Or I could do well. I could do Katie's version of Iris. <laughs> going from there, it might be a little difficult. Um, anyway, it look more like a Venn diagram. This is this is a <laughs> this is a middling story at best. There's nothing really going on. Nothing happens. It's just really kind of setting up. It's it's the first chapter in this series of 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 Excelis uh, Excelis audios. Um, I didn't think the Doctor was all too spectacular. Uh, Peter Davison does his. But, you know, he does the doctor. He doesn't, he doesn't, his performance isn't poor, but there's nothing to write home about. It's no Caves of Adjuranzani. Um, but he's just kind of there. Um, I thought that he was a bit more tolerant of Greyborn than I expected the fifth doctor to be with him. But I was kind of okay with that because all of the rest of them, I, I mean, I was being forced to be tolerant with the story. So. I, I the 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 zombies. I think I never heard them use the word zombie in it. They did say undead, but I didn't ever come across like they were zombies. They were they seemed to be. I mean, they talked for one thing, or yeah, some of them did true. anyway. Um, I didn't picture. I didn't even picture zombie. I kind of pictured dullets. You know, undead dullets. You know, just kind of uh, yeah, okay. Um, it just there's the story was just kind of there and. It did whet my appetite to go on. It's not like I was like, well, I'm not even going to deal with this series. This wasn't great. Like I said, well, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's middling at best, and I, I want to find out what happens. And I'm excited to the fact that each of the different stories is a different Doctor, with the exception of the very last story, which I think is just Benny, right? It's just Benny yeah. on the last one. Benny and Iris, isn't Yeah, it? Iris, yeah. I think, is back for that one. Iris yeah. comes back. But Benny, Iris, and, and obviously Greyborn. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where they take this series, but it's to me it's just kind of a middle-of-the-road, it's an okay off-the-first off the start for me. Yeah, I, I kind of would agree. It's... The interactions between the characters made the story enjoyable, and then the fact that the thing they're after is a purse that I yeah, bought. That, that's a nice little nugget. <laughs> I, I really appreciated nugget. that aspect of it. That was yeah. a bit Douglas Adamsy there. It was. It was very. It was. Um, it was frustrating. Her relic is an accessory. <laughs> so we're we're all going to go on this epic quest, and we're going to take the bus. Okay, and we all pile into her TARDIS and drive. And the whole way down the mountain, I kept thinking to myself, just go. Just just, just, just go. Give me a reason that you can't Isn't go. Kind just, of a just delayed go. Well, they did. They did give us a reason. Not sure. until they got stuck. Well, but they did. And then, and then we got the reason for it. And but I think that, that actually, I appreciated that. Wasn't it also a I slightly delayed revelation that it was her TARDIS? 
Uh, Do we know it was her TARDIS from no, the No, because I think the doctor says something about it being the TARDIS, being her TARDIS, when they get in. We'll get into oh, your TARDIS. Okay. And, you know. I don't remember that. But They kept referring to the bus afterwards, but I think that was <coughs> to s- simplify it a little bit so that the, the one nun and, and Graybore yeah. was... Her carriage. Is it Graybore or Graymore? Grayvorn. Vorn. Grayvorn. V. But just the, you know that we finally get to that point, because the whole time I'm going, just you've got a TARDIS. Just, you don't... Why? Why are you? Why are you keys marinating this? Just go. <laughs> you can get to the end of the quest. And then when they got stuck, and he says, "Well, we'll just we'll just do a, a shift. We'll do a dimensional shift." And and then Iris reads him the riot act. That made it worthwhile because I was frustrated all the way up to that point. And then when Iris says, "You think if I could dematerialize that I wouldn't have just gone to the center of the jungle to begin with?" <laughs> Yeah, that's what I say. It was, it was, it was totally worth the fact that they were. Driving. That made it worthwhile. Yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah, yeah. because I, I had to get to that moment. I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, I really enjoyed Anthony Stewart Head. I really enjoyed Graveworn. Just the idea that he was this. Again, this is this is another one of those. I feel like they it suffers from the storytelling because the the fact that he kept interluding with yeah, it was a weird we narrative way. This. Yeah, that was bizarre. And it's like, well, I know he makes it now so there's nothing yeah. you can do to that character that's <laughs> going to make me think that you know yeah Grayborn's in any danger but um see the interludes i didn't bat an eye at because i've been listening to some other random big finish stuff and they've some stuff they do has narration other stuff they don't so it's it doesn't bother me anymore yeah i, I sometimes you're right that they do that and sometimes it does work and in fact the, the companion chronicles are all that well even well, the first doctor the adventures they do that well too, yeah and is, i haven't i haven't listened to those yet was but, a bit for, for me but. but i think that the their doctor adventures are finding that meld between i mean it makes sense they're making well, that and meld between behind yeah. that is well, makes yeah. sense too but. um but the the thing that 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 this one really comes off as a main range type it's story does. And then to drop just Gravehorn talking, doing the narrative in between it, every once in a while. And really, it's going to come down to see how it continues throughout the rest of the series. Well, they and have. If, they if, hopefully they'll maintain that now because yes. as much, as annoying as it was to begin with, I feel like it has to be consistent. So. Right. Exactly, and how it resolves itself will kind of depend on how I feel about the narration. And because he's in all four of them, and obviously the main character with the fate of Acellus, okay, maybe there's a, a, a larger purpose behind this. That I'm just not seeing from from the start of it, so yeah. I'm I'm willing to give it that that it's, it's it's the first chapter of a much longer tale that we've got to get through, and and I'm I'm with you. I'm excited to see where we go from here because I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm excited, but I'm it's well, I'm intrigued. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's the word. <clears throat> we're we're off to a, a fairly unauspicious on inauspicious start. That's a tough word. Inauspicious. <laughs> what about the wormery, Keith? The Wormery. There's one place in creation where the truth really can be found at the bottom of a glass. <laughs> Bianca's, a very special and very exclusive little club. The doctor, careworn and seeking a quiet distraction, gains admission. But his rest and relaxation is soon shattered by the wobbly arrival of Lausch, trans-temporal adventurous Iris Wildtime. She claims she's on a secret mission of vital importance, the success of which hinges on her getting paralytic. When she's drunk, she can hear the whispering voices in her head. The doctor soon learns that Bianca's airs and graces cover not just one malevolent power lurking in the shadows, but several. 
and a wriggling, writhing presence has designs on the clientele, just as Bianca herself has designs on the doctor. At last, so many centuries... At last, after so many centuries, the weary Time Lord is dragged by the heels into the darkest of undiscovered countries. Love. Really? That's the official publisher summary. Okay. Um, kind of the same thing, quite this, honestly. The story has some really cool ideas behind it, and it's got... At the same time, it has too many ideas in it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. You're hitting the nail on the head. The the idea that Bianca is a future incarnation, the fact that they basically steal the Valiard's plan and kind of turn it on his head is very clever. I like that a lot. Even the worm stuff is kind of like, oh, okay, that's a bit much, but I guess you need something else to go with the Bianca stuff. But then the shadow aspect of it with what's-his-face was just way too much. That's the point where I was like, okay, yeah. there's just so much going on. And when you eventually do tie it all together, it's so unsatisfyingly tied together that it's like, really, that's it? Actually, I sort of think I would have preferred them going with the shadow part of it. That would be... Because... That only because... Well, only the because other. the worms were almost a little too on point for the fact that they were ta- that we were discussing all these various worm holes. Oh, yeah, And it was a little too on point that they were actually worms. And I thought... Uh, In bottles of tequila. Yeah. It, it yeah. just... It became... And, and, and I know what they were going for, and I appreciated the concept, the conceptual implements of this. It just—I'm with you. There was too many. There were too many things that they were trying to do with this. Also, oh. I felt that Katie Manning's performance—not performance, but her—the character was uh, maybe a notch lower in this one for me than she was in the first one. Well, she was she scaled still- back, and she got a little bit more meaty stuff to work yeah. with. Well, she's and she's the same and that's just it. I think this is a heavier or a darker story especially when she finds out that that, that Bianca is a future incarnation. Um what but, her reaction to the doctor at yeah, some point. So, she seems yeah. to get kind of sidelined. Well, I I did love the fact that this is the doctor that she's not really all that attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of it warms to Yeah, him. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and and is actually quite upset when he doesn't really kind of, you know, when when it's especially when he's uh, being kind of uh, lured into Bianca yeah. uh, under her influence, and then she starts to sort of get jealous. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, wait a minute, you can't have it both ways. And then the fact that she's actually jealous of herself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, conceptually, it was a very cool idea. Just there was way too many pieces to the puzzle um, or to the plot. I really liked the idea that Bianca had taken the TARDIS and created the uh, this nexus point, basically, that connected it all. all uh, no, just a second, sorry. Okay, make sure we're still going here. Um, to, you know, to all points. And the, the, the realization of when they leave and, wait, this isn't in Berlin. That just happens to be one of the gateway points. I yeah. thought, okay, that's really cool. I kind of like the two guys that were had gotten in trouble for whatever technobabble science-y thing that they had done. Alias and that, Bayless? That, yeah, Alias and Bayless. The, Alias and Bayless. That, um, the doctor was was quite... Uh, 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 he, 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 what am I looking for? He was enamored by them. He was almost starstruck. He was starstruck by them, but also had that moment of stepping back and going, well, you know, they're, they're criminals, essentially, which I thought, <laughs> okay, that, that was kind of a nice, striking a nice balance there. Um, so I like those characters. Um, yeah, just but overall, there just was too much going on here. 
Um, I like I liked it, the story better than Excellus Dawn because they were trying to do something and they were actually going somewhere. There was a more of a plot. There is a lot more intrigue. There are some action moments that you don't get as much of in, in Excelsis Dawn, but then they stepped back on the Iris Wildtime character for me. So then I was like, okay, well now we've we've split the difference here and flipped the other way. So that pretty much sums it up. It's it's so crammed full that they can't make up their mind which story they want to tell. Because the stuff with Iris, you, you pointed out, Keith, that she gets a lot more meaty stuff to do. Unfortunately, she is required to be drunk and obnoxious through well, most yeah. of the story. Well, I like that. Now, <laughs> That's kind of how she was in Excellus a little bit. I kind of like the drunk well, and obnoxious. Dr- drunk Iris is fun in small doses. When well, drunk Iris is, and because she's humorous, but then when drunk, humorous Iris is suddenly having to deal with the weighty meat of the mm, stuff, and yeah. she's got to flip on she that. She goes nine. to the morose drunk yeah. Iris, right? right. When, when she becomes morose, and, and then it's not so much fun. There are moments you mentioned some of the action bits where the, the doctor's involved in some fisticuffs, and there's the piano player in the background, and it's it's almost a pantomime. It's almost gotten to that point where we're doing this farcical western bar routine mm-hmm. you know that they, they've gotten to that point but then we'll immediately follow that up with oh here's some super serious the world's going to end and it's going to take the entire universe with it and the shadows here it's like okay the valyard stuff was great and the the, the indignancy of the doctor because it could only be this doctor it could only none of the rest of them could have even it had to be baker to go you're stealing this too you know just to, to fly off the handle with that that was really great but I feel like by the time you work through everything, I'll, I'll be honest, when the the cliffhanger, the first one ended where they're outside the club and they see the stars, I kind of immediately began to suspect that Bianca's was a TARDIS in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Which And the fact that Iris kept going, it's my booze. Yeah. I was like, oh, they okay, this is to, her TARDIS. They seem to telegraph that yeah. very early on. Now I didn't see the Valyard part. I, well, yeah, I, got I missed that, that all early on. Well, and too. one of the things, kind of, when the Doctor started falling for her, Bianca, I started to pick up of, well, maybe this is actually Iris. One of the things that that keyed me in is I had done a little research on Iris's background, um, even back when we talked about throwing her in as a as a uh, archive uh, a year ago or two years ago, I think it was. Um, but I knew that she also had an incarnation that was she looked and in fact portrayed sometimes Shirley Bassey. And was a singer and, and you know, African American. And so Bianca, when when she first comes, I had forgot what the character's name what her incarnation's name was, which it was Brenda Subi, was where it was her incarnation's name when she was the Shirley Bassey look alike. Hmm. But when she came on, I thought, Oh, is this that? Is this Bianca? Is this what they were referring to here? But then if this is a future incarnation, everything I read about that incarnation was a past incarnation. So I thought, okay, but I know that there's some weird inconsistencies in timelines as well. But then as it, as it kept drawing out, I kind of thought, no, this can't be. And then I had to go to Tardis Week and go, oh, no, that wasn't even a... That was. So they borrowed from that concept that had been <laughs> presented in some prose. But yeah, I, it, it, it telegraphed it too early to me. And I kind of felt... I'm glad you say that because I kind of felt... Maybe I felt that way because the wiki inadvertently tipped me off. But... When now that you're saying that, I think maybe I would have arrived yeah. at that that conclusion early on anyway. Like I said I didn't I didn't come up with the Valyard, but I, I did come up with it being Iris's Tardis. And then I was kind of I was a little frustrated with that because it was like, well, this feels very much like Excellus that it was her handbag that was causing all this trouble, well, was her ship that's causing all this. It's just Iris keeps stumbling onto <laughs> herself, you know. 
Um, but then you, you mentioned then the doctor falls for Bianca. It's like okay, that could have been a really cool thing to explore. That could have been a really great thread to play with. That again, the sixth doctor of all people is the one that that, that suddenly starts to develop feelings with. But they rushed into it so quickly that it was very it was like okay, well he's under it's a hypnosis or a, a mind control thing or like yeah. that. And then even that wasn't really handled all that well. So the fact that that's in the synopsis, <laughs> the doctor's going to fall. No, that's no. just kind of yeah. one no, more the thing. The doctor gets you, drunk. It's yeah, one more thing much. you crammed in there that didn't really need to be in there. So well, and even to some extent, the the idea that there are these worms and they're trying to prevent these. They, they decided they don't want to change, and these shadows are possible future versions of themselves. It's a neat, neat idea. It just doesn't get the time it deserves. That's just it. Again, if you could have just focused on that. Just that. Line. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing that, that they, they throw in there for some sort of, like, maybe kind of dark brevity is the fact that the gateway to Bianca's from Earth is 1938 Berlin. So we're talking about right in the rise of the Nazi yeah, party. Yeah. Which, Aside from cabaret, there is no reason right. for that time period. I mean, right. the, the the I think the the idea was to give those soldiers that come in and raid and then get special treatment a little bit of more of a, a, a see. And I never got the impression listening scenery, but, to it that they were actually like German soldiers. Yeah, they, they, no, because I, I because the doctor be, makes was, a comment about that almost berating them because not, I mean not forward berating them to the to their face but making a comment that kind of has a veiled uh inference that you know you're on the wrong side of history type thing so that's what kind of And especially at the they, they end when of, everything kind of snaps back and he says well they go back well more's the pity or something to that yeah. effect that he's referencing the, the what's going to happen and I, 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 I know they were supposed to be they just wrote them to almost seem space versions of them like they were futuristic uh, okay, versions see, of these you. soldiers. Like, that's the well, impression I, I got while I didn't get that. I, I, th- I think they were going for Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, really yeah, the, yeah. The vibe uh, that's what I. That was the type of, of that was the type of German soldiers I got the impression of. Which again, of if, if you're going to steal, arm, steal from the best. But man, I, if you're going to do Casablanca and Doctor Who, you got to do it better than this one. That being said, I didn't hate this story. I no, it was good. It had a lot of potential. I didn't so you know, much potential. I, I can't come in here and say, "Well, this was horrible and this was terrible." This, I can't really pick it apart for other than the reasons that we've all talked to and sort of all agreed on. Um, and 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 going back, to Katie Manning once again, she's phenomenal. She really is great as Iris. Um, the again, kind of weird narration with the woman. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the, the the woman who's giving Ashcroft the tapes. Oh right, Mickey. 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 Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I did d- really appreciate the twist at the end. <laughs> I did not. Surprise. I did not see that coming. I did not, have not gotten spoiled on that, and I was glad that I hadn't. I suspect when she kept saying Mr. Aftertroff and he didn't talk, it was like, okay, this is going to be. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's Graveworn because I started to cross pollinate. I, I did the same thing, <laughs> although I didn't think it was Graveworn, but I, I, I had in my head, I wonder if this is connected to Elsa's, uh, you know, to the last story. And then having to keep distance myself going, no, this is main range. Yeah, because Elsa's was a, a special thing. set, so. They just both happen to feature Iris. So yeah. That's probably my fault for scheduling them together like that. But. No, I, I'm glad you did because I, I think that it was it, it was a, it was a nice dose of for what we needed it to be to be able to go get a dose of Katie Manning playing a different character than Joe Grant within Very the Doctor Universe. Character. Doctor Very Universe. Character. 
um, and be able to go, you know, at least with a little bit in our arsenal of questions to say, you know, let's talk a little bit about Iris Wild Time. So I, I've got a lot of lot of things that now, you know, we can ask her about that. Well, not a lot, but we've got a few more things, <laughs> at least in our line of questioning of talking to uh, Katie about. So It'd be really fun to see her show up on Doctor Who proper. As, as Iris, Iris. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think that, that would... might be a little too far out there. Uh, I, by that, I mean, real. You almost have to be a really diehard fan in order to really get much of Iris. I mean, I think you know, and this is the only appearance in the main range she has, yeah, at all. So, yeah, that would be that would be intriguing. Maybe she'll show up in the comics. That would be cool. <laughs> but would it be this version or would the would Titan decide well we'll create our own version because I mean that's what happens is people come along and say we'll keep create our own version of Iris and then this happens right <laughs> maybe they do all of them actually if, if, if Titan if you're listening that's the story I want when, when that she, should be next year's big multi-doctor special when she references the five doctors that she went to the death zone on Gallifrey and run into all her old companions and all her old selves that's the story. That's what you I want to see. Yeah. I want to yeah. see that in a comic, but give it enough of a different twist that it's not the five doctors, but just give it those trappings. I'd be, I'd be pleased as punch with that. <laughs> All right, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? <clears throat> well, um, time Eddie. That's kind of the uh, the big overriding uh, piece of news uh, on the schedule this week. We will, of course, uh, be there. Um, the con runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday down in uh, Wichita. And if you can, please, please, please show up and uh, support them in uh, the final year of their event, which I still think is fake news, but we'll see. Um, our Friday Night Who offering uh, this week is um, An Unearthly Child um, because... Uh, William Russell. William Russell, thank you. I keep wanting to call him Ian. I mean, he's Ian Chesterton, but uh, William Russell's going to be there. Uh, and so we'll be doing that. Now, uh, also, with any con weekend, keep in mind, uh, we may or may not actually be able to partake in the Friday Night Who because of our con obligations. Um, so you may be on your own reconnaissance for that. But uh, we hope to have all kinds of good stuff for that. And then uh, the following week is uh, the 27th is a Friday, so it's right before Halloween. So our Halloween offering for Friday Night Who is State of Decay. Because Tom Baker and Vampires just screams uh, Halloween to me. And then the following week, we return to the Lethbridge-verse. Did we decide on what it's actually called? I ask this every time. The LS-verse? What are we calling it? I don't know. I don't remember. I thought it was the Lethbridge-Stewart-verse. The Lethbridge-Stewart-verse. How about the Brig-verse? The Brig... Ooh, I kind of like Brig-verse. Brig-verse. We return to the Brig-verse. Uh, from Candy Jar. So we're going to do uh, The Two Brigadiers by Jonathan... That is not his name, is it? Macho? I think I have a mistype on my uh, uh, my schedule. Jonathan Macho. Jonathan Macho? Okay. There's definitely a weird spacing issue there I have to correct. Uh, so we'll be doing that. We'll be doing uh, The Lethbridge Stewart Daughters of Earth by Sarah Garlandwigan and The Cruel Oil by Harry... Draper? Yes. Mad Men. Uh, 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 on the uh, the podcast the following. So if you're reading along with us, you've got two weeks to knock those out. Now, I think most of our less listeners... Than. Yeah, less than at this point. I think most of our listeners probably already have those uh, knocked out because we had to take a break for uh, the new series stuff. And so we're a little behind on our Lethbridge or our Brigverse action. 
Um, but that is that. And of course, the new schedule is posted and it goes all the way out to the end of the year. So, so you can check that out while you're there. Become a supporter of the program uh, through Patreon. You can find a link on the page and you can also uh, check out our merch stores, the uh, young YouTubers call it. We have merch. On our website, so uh, it's not swag anymore. It's merch. Be sure to go. Well, swag is free stuff. You've always oh. gotten that wrong. You've always gotten that wrong. Is it? We have merch on our <laughs> merch. Uh, go to our store um, and uh, check out the merchandise there. Anything else we need to talk about this week before we close this show? I don't think so. If not, uh, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.